Roach, Roach Coach. Podcast. Hot all day. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nye. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back with you back for another episode of Roach Coach, creating that new metal canon one album at a time. This week, we're talking about who's tweeting. Who's tweeting? That's right. We're going over your feedback, your questions, your roachamendations. We're going to go over it all on this week's episode. To kick things off, Matt, we got a brand new segment. Brand new. Ooh, so fresh. That's right. It's called How You Feeling? How You Feeling? Loudwire.com. Incredible website. Oh, what a site. They went and asked the ultimate question. What does it feel like when you're in a band Mm -hmm. and someone comes up to you and says, hey, you're new metal. What does that feel like? What does that feel like? The official name of the article, written by Lauren Schaefer, is how 15 new metal musicians felt about being called new metal. They talked to a lot of people. 15 of them, to be exact. 15 of them. Can you imagine? Can you imagine having the nuts to go up to 15 individuals? And be like, how did you feel about being called new metal? That is the type of nuts that you can get <laughs> from Loudwire. <laughs> Loudwire's like, we're going to ask the tough questions. So first person asked Brandon Boyd. Oh. Brandon Boyd said that he was, quote, hurt when his band was given the new metal label. Said it felt strange to be associated with some of the bands around that time who were very deeply misogynistic in their content and vibrationally kind of violent. Mm. So for years, it hurt our feelings that we were associated with so many of these bands who we felt we had no relationship with or similarity to. Oh, my. Now, I want to say that all of these are sourced from other interviews. Loudwire did not go to everyone's house and say, hey. How's it feel to be called New Metal? Uh, Open the door. Ding dong. Loudwire. Just one question. Uh, hold hold on, honey. Hold on, honey. Let me see who it is. Hello. Can I help you? Yes. Hello. I am from Loudwire, and I just need to know how you felt about uh, being called New Metal. How dare you? My family is here. <laughs> My family is here. Yeah, I came to your house. Loudwire. <laughs> I know. Pack up or sack up. This is how Loudwire right. does. That's how they do it. They go right to your house. Uh, uh, you know who I can't wait to hear pontificate about this question? Who, man? Draymond. Draymond. Well, they went to him. They went to him. He can see, He says, I don't even know why you consider us new metal. 2019 interview. He said he did not understand the connection because he said disturbed, have never had certain aspects of new metal music in their own songs. This is the new metal thing I never got because we never rap. We've never had a turntable. All the elements that are parts of being a new metal band were never part of what we did. But we came up at the same time as those guys were enjoying a tremendous amount of success, so we got slapped with that label. Hmm. If we had come up during the time of Maiden and Priest, when they were dominating the 80s, I don't think there would be any question how we would be identified. Now, I'm going to counter that by saying... Slow down. Sickness is new metal is... <laughs> right. Have you heard this sickness? 
Because, uh, yeah. Draymond. Yeah, that is. I'm going to play a little bit of uh, dropping plates for you. You know, something for your ear holes. Uh, okay. So, You're telling me that Stupefy isn't new metal? Get out of here. Next up, they talked ahead from Corn. Of course they did. And he was saying he's proud to be a scene elder. He's like, everyone I know, they didn't want to be associated with the title. We never gave the tag to ourselves, but when you're in the band, you want to call your own shots. You want to be in charge of your branding, but it's cool. It's fine. He's like, new metal, love it or hate it. Corn, we stood the test of time. So basically, he's like, listen, them checks, they keep cashing. Baby. They cash. You could have called us. They cash. You could have called us bad songs, and we, <laughs> we still can cash the checks. <laughs> yeah, we don't. Exactly. Don't give a we shit. I got seven strings yeah. on this monster. Seven, baby. Count them. Jonathan Davis was also asked, and he said, if we invented new metal, then fuck yeah, cool. Oh. It's pretty cool to say we helped invent some kind of movement. It's pretty insane. The last big movement was us. Other bands helped along the way, but we spearheaded the whole thing. That's right, baby. That's right. Jacoby Shaddix from Papa Roach said that he was he hated the label he says, i hated it i couldn't stand it everyone was trying to compare me to fred durst and i was like i am so much more fucking punk rock than this dude <laughs> he's on the hip-hop side no disrespect to fred i think he's fucking great at what he does and i dig him okay can ah, we talk yes. about comments uh, like that because uh yes matt that please. comment leads me to believe that you do not believe that you're good with fred durst and you like him i don't fucking get why people keep comparing me to that bag of shit fred durst i'm way cooler and much more awesome i mean he's fine what he does and i love him and his family like listen if you're gonna compare me to this ingrate motherfucker this singing bag of garbage just a fucking pustule on the ass of music itself. If you're going to compare me to him, someone who I respect what he does, respect to him, love to his family and friends, but how fucking dare you? That's how that reads to me. Corey Taylor. Here we go. Corey Taylor. He says, as far as labeling Slipknot a new metal thing, I think that really came down to, A, the timing when we came out, and B, the fact that we were still kind of using a lot of hip-hop elements and whatnot. But I think, honestly, we were more of a precursor to what they call the new wave of American heavy metal. I thought we were kind of filling in that gap. But look at the bands that have stood the test of time. We're mentioned in the same breath as Korn, Deftones, White Zombie, and Rob Zombie. I mean, those are good names to be associated with. They're still around doing it. They're some of my good friends, and they're still pushing the boundaries musically. This is an interesting take because I think I don't think he's wrong because I think mm-hmm. a lot of bands that made any kind of heavy music in the mid to late 90s got new metal put on them instantly. It is funny that he's like, we're th- we were just the new wave of American heavy metal. And it's like, oh, you mean new metal? You mean new metal? <laughs> it's like, yeah, you just called yourself. I mean, like, 
It is the job of a marketer to be like, that's too many words, dude. Too <laughs> much. I mean, yeah, like to walk out on stage and be like, yeah, man, we're the new wave of American heavy metal. Get so many words. So many words. You've got to condense, we're just gonna, condense, condense. We're just going to bridge that gap. New metal. Bow. New metal. There it is. There it is. But good, but good for Corey. Good for Corey. Mike Shinoda. Mm. Mike Shinoda says, I never wanted to be part of new metal. There was a moment when that term and what it meant was actually pretty cool. It's almost impossible to imagine. I remember when Korn first came out and when Deftones' first couple of albums came out, and whatever you think about a group like Limp Bizkit, their first album was really raw. I listened to 90% rap music, then I'd look at a lot of rock bands, and I'd be like, there's something too white about it. That was one of the things that turned me off, especially hair metal. Hair metal felt like very white music, and I was growing up in a very diverse city, so I didn't gravitate to it. That didn't resonate with me, and it wasn't just about race. I don't mean the color of skin. I just mean the culture of it. When new metal started at the very beginning, it was a very diverse place. Hmm. Interesting take there. Once again, uh, I love the, the corn. Love those guys. They're great. Love, love Corey. Deftones. Deftones. Oh, Chino. Fucking the coolest. Guys. Really horny guys. band. Uh, Super horny oh, band. Incredibly horny. Um, Limp Bizkit. Um, are we on the record right now? Yeah, we are. We're on the record. Okay. I mean, fuck. Uh, listen, their first record's raw. Just turn, the mic, turn it off. I can't talk about these guys anymore. <laughs> like, everyone is afraid. Like, somebody's going to come up and be like, you just talked about Limp Bizkit? Congratulations, you're in the band now. <laughs> right. Like, I, I, it is weird. Surprise. It is so weird now. Again, hating that band so much in the late 90s when they were out and now realizing like, ah, uh, they're actually a really good band and three quarters of the shit that they got was very much situational and the rest of it was the persona Fred Durst decided to take on. But like I listened to um, your favorite band sucks uh, mainly because I like Tyler May and Cohen does or Cohen. I don't know um, does cocaine and rhinestones. So I love that. That's the history of country music in the 20th century. And he does this show and he just did a he's like, I hate the word guilty pleasure. I'm going to call it guiltless pleasures. And their first song was break stuff. And there it is. and he, they, they said something, their take, because they're both in Nashville, they're both musicians. And he's like, this succeeds where so many bands fail because they don't fucking overcomplicate it. It's like Radiohead gets sued for for everything because they make another a song that sounds like everybody else's but here's limp biscuit playing two notes and nobody's like this sounds like us and it's just like and it's the kind of thing that sets them up perfectly for a live show so the guitarist can do whatever the fuck he wants because the whole song is two notes and he goes and everybody bags on fred durst for his lyrics but the lyrics of break stuff are so effortlessly clear it is just about having a bad day and being a freight train. And he's like, if you're on a freight train or ever seen a freight train, you're not in control of a freight train. It's just moving. And I was like, this is where I've come to with this band where I'm like, yeah, I want think pieces about Limp Biscuit instead of 
Yeah, uh, you know, they get a lot of shit. But Fred and the guys are really nice. Yeah, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna slide into this folder and just be, yeah, I'm just gonna just slide into the wall. Yeah, I'm gone. Everybody turns. You know what it is? Everybody turns into Homer Simpson in the in the uh, in the bush. In the, in the bush, yeah, when it comes to Limp Bizkit. Chester Bennington, the late Chester Bennington, was also asked about this, uh, and he said he did not like that the band was considered new metal, and he didn't think they were metal at all. He says, I don't think we're a metal band either. That was something that we intentionally wanted to make clear from the very beginning when we were tagged as a new metal band. Not that we have anything against metal. It's like a facial expression or an emotion. It's like someone saying, he's an angry person, but I can be nice, I can be loving, I can be sensitive. And that's how we feel about ourselves with our music. We aren't just one thing. There are elements of the band that are metal. There are elements that are pop. There are elements that are electronic and hip-hop as well. We've always felt like we weren't bound to just one genre. After we made Hybrid Theory and Meteora, we wanted to take risks beyond what we'd already done on those records creatively and show the world that we can do a lot more than just make new metal songs. Mm. Okay. Amy Lee. No surprise. Did not like this grouping. Of course not. New metal was the thing was uh was I think something that they called a lot of hard rock music back when that wasn't like happy rock. The kind of harder, a little bit heavy, a little bit darkness, and the male rapping vibe thing. So the fact that that was on Bring Me to Life instantly, people heard that single and it's like, oh, you fit into that same category as Papa Roach, Linkin Park Corn, and whoever it is. Yeah, I didn't like that title very much, but I don't like any title. Oh, there it's it hard. Is. It's really hard to sum something up that is so precious to you in a word of a genre because I really love blending all the genres. One of my biggest inspirations starting out was about combining really contrasting styles, bringing something from the cinematic and classical symphonic world and marrying it to metal, hard rock, and alternative music. So I've actually always just liked, always liked the word alternative, whatever that means, because it means not typical in my head. Hmm. Matt, don't label these people. You keep those labels to yourself. You got a label? Keep it in your label maker, okay? Don't put it on me. Your labels. I'm all genres. I'm I'm genre-less. I'm me. You can't. Yeah. Why are you you trying to put a label on the wind? (sighs) You can't label the wind. Too late. It's gone. Too late. You couldn't label it. Talking about the wind. They talked to Sully about this? (laughs) Matt, they had to talk to 15 people. Sully. (laughs) Also, this picture of Sully is amazing. Oh, my God. Uh, I just want to mention that. Incredible. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect pick. Um, Sully had a dramatic take on the subgenre. He said the label was the band's biggest struggle. He said, our biggest struggle over the years was we got lumped into the new metal category when we got signed because the Corns and the Limp Biscuits and all of them were kind of blowing up. And we were never that, though. Never that. He said, he said, Nine Inch Nails and Alice in Chains are the primary influences for Godsmack's debut album and insisted they are just a hard rock band and not metal. And you know what? That... I mean, I think I agree. I think I agree with Sully Erna. I think me and Sully are on the same page. Although, I do take slight umbrage with the line "the corns and the limp biscuits." <laughs> the corns and the, the limp corns. Biscuits. Your corns, your corns, your limp biscuits, your Deftones. 
your incubuses, your stains. He'd never say that about Stain, though, because him and Aaron Lewis are like tight. Kid Rock. Oh, my gosh. This quote from Kid Rock is really quite something. I, I am starting to unpack it right now. You know, here it is. Here Kid it is. Rock. Hard quotes. Here it is. Pull quote. That fucking new metal shit? I think rock radio missed the boat. You listen to these country artists, they're fucking playing rock music. If they would embrace that, I don't know if you'd call it Heartland Rock, but they gotta mix it up a little bit. But new metal bands have stuck with heavy shit that's not melodic and doesn't stand the test of time. I'm allergic to that statement. <laughs> what the it, fuck it, is he really talking is about? Matt, this is this is this is what happens when you're on the promo circuit and someone's like, Can I talk to you about the thing that everyone knows you for <laughs> and will only ever want to talk to you about? And you've got to steer it back yeah. to the thing that you're there to promote. All right. Can we talk about your nineteen ninety nine real quick? Yeah, that shit. All right, but let me tell you, country artists, they're playing rock music. Nowadays, if you want to see a mosh pit, it's right it's right by the rodeo, baby. Let's talk about some country some country artists. They got riffs. They got a ton of string on them, banjos. Like, okay. Now, <laughs> let's face the facts that a lot of the American top forty of the fifties and sixties was completely stolen from country music and blues music where they put them in a pot and they mixed them together and it was the same players on both records the country and the rock records and the rock Matt, Matt, are, you t- are you talking about the origins of rock are we talking about the origins music? of rock and roll the thing i love more than anything oh love dude, rock and roll. can i just tell you that i love rock and roll and i love hearing I, kid rock talk about rock and roll if anyone's gonna know about rock and roll it's a guy with rock in his name correct that's automatic credentials like anyone else you got on the line hang it up because you got this guy yep he's gonna know it better than anybody so um, i guess nothing i love positing yeah. right now that there's this new thing called country artists playing rock music mm-hmm. which is not a fucking new thing at all you hear about this do you hear you about, about this, this man you hear about this the, the, okay the, the, these country musicians they're plugging their guitars into amps what okay yeah and then they're taking the volume knobs they're turning it all the way up all, all the right way up. all the way up they're maxing it out okay and then they're going out there and they're they're rocking According to Kid Rock, if you want to hear some chug, you got to hear not a beer chug. Florida Dixie Line or whatever. <laughs> Florida Dixie Line. I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know their name either. I, I was about to Georgia you. Like, Florida, Florida I know. Line. I believe it is called jo- Georgia Florida Line. Let's check. I was correct. It is Florida Georgia Line. Florida Georgia Line. Yep. Okay. All right. Anyway. Good for Kid Rock or not good for him. I just I'm fucking Gina Marino. Doesn't the uh doesn't hold up. You still play Ba with to Ba is the point Loudwire makes and is the point I would make. He's still like <sighs> Y'all wow. wanna see me play twenty three musical instruments poorly? Here we go. Ba with to ba da bang da bang. Not yet, motherfuckers. Boom 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 boom. 
Rat tat 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 tat. I sing Kid Rock live. I guess that's what Can I'm trying. Am I cool yet? You you're very cool, man. Thanks, buddy. Can you imagine when Kid Rock does his ten day sold out run at Pine Knob, going to one of those shows and him not doing Bawa Taba? People would be so mad. Here's the deal. If I see Kid Rock now, uh-huh. no shit. These are the songs I have to hear. Number okay. one, all summer long. Modern Kid Rock. Number one? No, I mean, just saying. Modern Kid Rock, if I don't hear all summer long, I'm like, what are you doing? Number two on that list, Bawa Taba. Gotta hear it. Number three, Cowboy. Gotta hear Cowboy. Gotta hear Cowboy. If he played those three at the top, I would leave the show perfectly fine. Don't need to hear uh, Picture, but I would take it. I would take it. Don't need to hear Only God Knows Why, but if it gets me to Bawit Ba, I'll be okay with that. What about American Badass? I mean, I don't need it, but I would take it. There it is. I mean, truly, give me yodeling in the valley, but he ain't going to give me that. <laughs> Probably Give not. me the polyfuse method. Not. He's not going to give me that. Nah. Believe it or not, he, they still talk to more people. After the Kid Rock quote, you think this they would This is the whole episode today. We're doing nothing else. This is, uh, here we go. Chino Marino. Chino said that he didn't want to be pigeonholed with his band and that meant turning down multiple tours with corn in order to be to avoid being lumped in them with them he said a lot of the press wanted us to obviously they put us in the category and our first instinct was just kind of push it away to me it was like when they called a new metal for one i was like well if you're putting the word new in it it's gonna be old in a couple of years Mm. well said he says look at these other bands and there were some great bands in that movement or whatever it was but to each with his own. I always felt like we were our own kind of thing. We weren't put together under any kind of preconceived notions of what we were going to be. We just are who we are. I wanted to be Deftones. I didn't want to be a part of this other thing. There's a lot of shots going on in there. He's Tons. taking shots. A lot of bands. But he's also taking shots. Letting you know Deftones. A bunch of guys who got together on their own. We weren't put together in a lab. No. We were put together in a boardroom. No. We were put together in the streets. Friendship (laughs) and blood forms our bond. We're Deftones. This song is called Born. That's what's happening there. (laughs) That's what's happening there. So even though I'm sad that he rejects the label, I could feel like the shots were real. But still... Chino, if you're listening, I just want you to think about Deftones, Corn, Limp Bizkit, Triple Headlining Tour. The bank is huge. The joy you would bring, insurmountable. You could do Wicked with Jonathan Davis. I'm just saying. Right? I'm just bringing this up. Just bringing this up. Next summer is the 20th anniversary of the self-titled Deftones record. What better time than to do this tour, bring the boys on board, 
and also do Bloody Cape. Just putting it out there. Just putting it out there. Just putting it out there. All right. Now we're getting to some people I've never heard of. Paul Crosby of Saliva. Paul is the drummer. He's like, the weird (laughs) thing about it for us, man, is getting labeled as anything, really. Okay. Wayne Static. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wayne Static. He was a non-believer. He claimed, like many others on this list, that they created their own genre instead. And his had a name, Evil Disco. We created our own genre, which we jokingly called Evil Disco. People always asked us in the beginning, what do you guys sound like? And we'd say, Evil Disco. It has dance elements and the grooves, but yet it's dark and eerie. We did get lumped in with the new metal thing. That's just because it was happening at the same time. In L.A., when we got signed, all these other bands that were actually the new metal thing were getting signed at the same time. At this point, I created the genre of evil disco. I'm kind of holding the torch for that. It surprisingly has inspired a lot of other bands through the years, which is a real fucking joke. Yeah, got him. Sonny Sandoval coming in. Saying, before any of these titles were made up, we were still doing stuff independently. That... That's your strongest argument right there. It's like, how can we be mm-hmm. fucking right. new metal when literally all of our stuff has sounded like this forever? But hey, it's all marketing. That's right. Spider One of Power Man 5000. He looks back on the new metal wave fondly. Oh. Though he pointed out that a lot of the bands didn't consider themselves to be similar to one another. He admitted that it was a cool time music. He's like, I don't think anybody who was a part of that thought of it that way. I definitely didn't. Where that term came from, who knows? I don't know who made it up. And we didn't really even feel like we were part of it. We felt like we were just doing our thing, and we didn't particularly feel like that part of a scene. But now when I look back on it, it was a pretty cool time. The variety of bands from that era, it's pretty impressive. It was a scene, but everybody was very different. You had us doing this weird electronic metal sci-fi influence, and you had guys like Manson and Rob Zombie doing this sort of darker horror-esque brand of rock, and you had Limp Bizkit doing party rap music and Korn doing this. Everybody was doing really interesting things, but somehow it all fit together. I like how he's like, they were doing this type of neat thing and this, and Korn was doing... This. You know, I gotta go. This. I gotta go. I, I'm run out of See words. I lost my words. Bye, I'm Spider One. It sounds to me like everyone is dealing with being called new metal in their own way. I would advise everyone to embrace it. And the the top of this article makes a point that they says they don't know how Fred Durst feels. I'm gonna direct you over to a little record. It's called Still Sucks by Limp Biscuit. On it, Fred Durst calls himself the king of new metal. I think we know how he feels. Mm-hmm. You think? Mm-hmm. Um, he thinks. He thinks. Also, Matt. Yeah, buddy. The riff, the riff on Out of Style. Still that fucking riff. That fucking riff, man alive. Um, that is. An incredible segment that we'll definitely never do again called How You Feeling? How You Feeling? Man, I, how are you? Uh, fe- it, no, now, Laura, how are you feeling? Yeah, how am I feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm glad that we were able to go through that, really figure out how everyone was feeling about being called New Metal, and know that um, when it comes down to it, even if you're being compared to that piece of shit Fred Durst and his beautiful family... <laughs> 
<laughs> Look, I don't know about you, but that fucking cocksucker Fred Durst and his beautiful family and ch- children. Beautiful. Who are wonderful. Oh. All beautiful. Beautiful. But don't you fucking fuck talk me. about okay. it. <laughs> oh. All right, Matt. <laughs> Next segment, believe it or not. It's called Who's Recommending? Who's Recommending? Andrew sent us a link to Dropout King's song. And it said, Dropout King's Glitch, Gla- Glitch Gang Remix. He said, look at the names on this remix, though. Big eye emojis. So it's Dropout Kings with Head P.E., Crazy Town, and Twisted. All right. All I right. could only respond to this DM by saying, my God. All right. Here we go. This is Glitch Gang by Dropout Kings with Head P.E., Crazy Town, and Twisted. Fuck the discussion. There's no need to beg it. We don't want the bread. Now what's off with your head? There's a glitch in the system. If you blink when he did his thing, then you missed him. Double King, a handful of rigs, you can kiss them. R.I.P. Now you succeed if you diss them. There's a glitch in the system. Microchip tricks make fits of the friction. 37 dynamics that can crash any instant. You won't make a dent, so you won't make a difference. Only it's a walk from a black ass. Tap out. I'ma give it up. I'ma give this spaz out. Let them bury it scary. How hard I cash out. It's necessary to find out how hard I smash out. Glitch gang, 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 gang. Right about it. Nuts hang, gang, gang. Just let it roll, because I'm in. Matt, I counted two references to letting your nuts hang. Oh, so this song is... <laughs> Certified Nut Slapper. It's a Nut Slapper, baby. Glitch Gang Remix. Get them all together. Oh, my nuts. Take that, That's right. <laughs> Take it. Take it. Let me tell you, you get in the car, you get in the car, you get in the car with your lady. Say hey. Buckle up. I got to play you a certified nut slapper. <laughs> Nothing my wife loves more than when, Nothing. when my daughter's no. in the car seat. Yep, strap her strap in. Strap her in. I'm, I'm the passenger seat. Catherine's driving. And I go, mm-hmm. are you ready to hear a certified nut slapper? Oh, my nuts. Take it, nerdlinger. <laughs> she loves it. Catherine's like, I hope it's Glitch Gang Remix. And I was like, it is. Glitch Gang 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 Motherfucker Gang. I mean, Matt, um, you are pretty sure set to renew your vows soon, right? That is correct. <laughs> you know what? This, this year, it'll be song, 12 years of marriage. And that's when everybody renews their vows. So, yeah, we're going in mm-hmm. for the 12 yeah. year. And that's a perfect time to, to, to pick a new song. A new first song. That's correct. Um, and I think this is the Glitch Gang remix because it's not the original. Oh, no, it's no, 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 no. And so it's like you're renewing your vows, maybe even remixing your vows. Glitch Gang. Glitch Gang remix. It's a good idea. Thank you, Andrew. You did it. Matt, we've got to talk about this is incredibly important. Who's reviewing us? Who's reviewing? So, Matt, we've been uh, talking about this thing called the Bloodhound Three Pound Pound. Three pound, pound. 
and in which we get 300 reviews on iTunes, Spotify, iTunes around the world. And Matt, I, I, if we haven't already announced it, it we're there. Yes. We did on our last episode with Jenny, okay. so she could That's clock right. in with her emotions. So, yes, we have surpassed 300 reviews. So, um, I want everybody to know it's coming. Don't worry. It's coming. <laughs> so, oh, Dodge Swinger? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to happen. Um, and to help us get that get there though, we have some new reviews. First review is from Billy. The uh, the name of this review is You've Made It This Far. Five stars. It's good. Just give it a listen. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think he's talking about the Bloodhound Gang. I don't think he's talking about our show. No, 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 no. It's it's good. Just give it a listen. Applies to Hooray for Boobies and our show, for sure. Our show. For sure. Okay. Uh, whereas uh, Sheila Runs A Lot chimes in with uh, another one. Five stars. Hooray for boobies. Nuff said. And uh, Danielito57746 said, Hooray for boobies. Five stars. Awesome podcast. Awesome. So, yes. Keep leaving the reviews. And yes, it's coming. The Bloodhound 3 Pound Pound. It's coming. I haven't done my first listen yet. But I have a physical copy. Right. And I just need to... Because we are trying to figure out the logistics of you live streaming your first listen. My first listen. Uh, and, I mean, also, we would we would like to do it in person. I mean, that's another whole logistical thing. But, oh, yeah, um, shit. at the very least, I gotta listen to this motherfucker first. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's happening. <laughs> That's who's reviewing us. Next up, Matt, we've got to talk about who's emailing. Who is? Well, I'll tell you who is. We got an email from Lissandro coming in with the subject line of some thoughts and ranking. Ooh. Hello, Roach Mm. Coach crew. First, let me say that I might be enjoying the who's tweeting episodes more than the album ones. Well... That is very nice. Thank you so much. Thank you. Don't Thank take you. it the wrong way. I love the album episodes also. Wanted to shout out the intro and outro music for the tweeting episodes. Uh, I really enjoy it. That is Jenny's husband, Mitch, came in on the clutch. Um, he did. So a few things. First, yes, you should count the Spotify reviews. Counted, and it took us over the line. And I'm taking my girlfriend's phone tonight and adding another review. Sorry, Lauren. LOL. Uh, now, if you don't mind, I wanted to add my rating of the Deftones albums. Keep in mind, I'm not a hardcore fan, but I do enjoy them. So prepare for people to be angry with me. Best to worst. Hey, man, they're not going to get angry. They're going to they're gonna hear you mention Deftones. They're going to go listen to Deftones, and they're going to get horny as fuck. Lauren. That's right. Here is the list. Number one. And all of these have little uh, notes about them. So number one, Diamond Eyes. Mm. He says, all timer. Number two, Ohms. A new class at Love It might be number one someday. Oh, wow. this, is a, this is a modulated list. Love it. Number three, White Pony. I like it, but overrated in my eyes. Still, number three. Number four, Koino Yokin. I enjoy it. Sorry. Who are you apologizing to? 
never apologize for enjoying Koinoyokan. What? Number five, around the fur. Don't like the whole thing. Okay, now I'm upset. What? What part of around the fur? All right, sorry. Moving on. Six, adrenaline. Some classics on it. Okay. Number seven, Deftone self-titled. Meh. Wow. Wow. Bloody capes on that album, Lissandro. Bloody cape. Moving on. Eight, Saturday Night Wrist. Boring, never go back to it. <sighs> Matt, that's a fucking got him. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> How's it feel, Deftones? You never got, got go with that back. one. And number nine, <laughs> Gore. Gore, never go back to it. Don't like it. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And uh, Lissandro closes out and says, I've always been iffy about the Deftones and Diamond Eyes brought me back and I got into them again. Might be why I enjoy the newer stuff. Not gore. More than the old stuff. Thanks as always. Keep on rolling, baby. Keep on rolling, baby. Uh, Gore. I fucking love a review like this. (laughs) Give us your takes, man. That's the thing. Just at this point, just give us the takes. Give me what you really think. Give me those takes. That was like me saying I hadn't heard the fragile. It's like, give me the real take. I don't, I can't pretend. I'm not fucking cool, guys. I'm not cool. So let's just give you what yeah. I really think now. So, so as we recorded this today, we just posted yes. um, the episode in which you talked about listening to the fragile a little bit. I got DMs where people were like, well, wait, did he, he didn't listen to the whole thing? I was like, no, no, no. He, he stopped after like four songs. Well, he's got he's got to listen to the whole thing. I'm like, I can't do it. I can't make him. He's not going to do it. I know what you're feeling. I'm feeling it too. But we can't. It's not going to work. You can't force. You can't sit him down, Clockwork Orange style, and be like, "We're in this together now, Matt. Listen to the song." But it's I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah, Matt. We did an episode all about the Escape from LA soundtrack. Yes, we did. We got some feedback. I love it. Gareth Davies coming in saying, my guys, I spent most of this week's up wondering why this album? And then that one songmeanings.net comment popped up and it all made sense. Totally worth it for that one bit. 10 out of 10. Here's the thing. I don't remember the bit. Not- Matt, someone someone was very horny, and I think they just went, mmm. Yeah. Yes. Now yeah. I remember. Thank you. Yeah. Vin DiBacco said, this soundtrack is super badass, but it's definitely not new metal besides Deftones. Well, don't tell Deftones that. Right. They fucking write a diatribe about how they won't tour with corn. Yeah. <laughs> right. Eric Stewart coming in with the Deftones track on here is criminally underrated. Wish they'd get this back up on spotify so do i because I of how we had to get this whole album for us to listen to it <laughs> it was very very frustrating uh scott bowling said yes there it is thank you scott thank you scott. thank you scott dan musselman comes in with hey my favorite band gravity kills is on here maybe you guys can do an episode on their first album lauren is it on the long list listen what I saw this comment initially from Dan, and I was like, 
wait, this is his favorite band. And then I remembered that that was a bit we did on the episode about what if your favorite band is Gravity Kills. And I was like, man, I've been doing this show too long. I can't even remember our jokes anymore. Well done, Dan. Um, <laughs> uh, they're not on the long list. I'm glad they're your favorite band, though. And I, <laughs> I, lo- I love it so much because like once you say it, yeah, I hear you going, oh, God, fucking Gravity Kills is your favorite band. Uh, oh man uh, it's getting later and later and the slappier we are here we go that's right we got one from uh jeffrey thomas jeff said what a big smile came across my face when i saw this was the album had it back in the day and the highlights got many many spins soundtrack songs really fall into three types one a song that's already on an artist album two some kind of bullshit remix or demo version and three the best of all, a song or cover that is not available anywhere else but really places high in the artist catalog. A must-find gem. I feel like the soundtrack had two of those precious third types. Stabbing Westward's Dawn and White Zombies, the one, are both the artists at their best. Prime shit. Top 20 songs. Easy. Dawn even more so. I go top 10, no question. Lauren sounds like he's ready to take us to another great soundtrack where a type three gem Deftone song can be found. I think I know what he's got in mind, but I won't crow too much about figuring it out. So kind of buried the lead in this one. I was recently on the Patreon episode of the POD cast talking about all three crow soundtracks with the boys over there. And we did talk about teething by Deftones. Which is one of the best Deftone songs. And it is buried on the Crow City of Angels soundtrack. It's like track 13. It's insane. The songs, the, the amount of songs that are before it that suck ass are many. <laughs> it's stunning. And here's something. I'm watching the movie. I haven't seen it since the theater. Deftones are in it. What? Yeah. Deftones are in Crow City of Angels, doing teething, doing the song, whole section of the movie. No memory, none, nothing there. Anyway, you can hear all my thoughts on that over at um, Patreon.com/slash/PodCast. Sure, know. it's their Patreon. You can find, you can find it. You can you find it. You know how Bing works. You know, great guys, great guys. Matt, this comment from Josiah. Yeah, buddy. All hail Clutch. There it is. There it is. And Alex Bozuelo says, this soundtrack, totally not my guys. You three, definitely my guys. Definitely my guy. Thank you so much, Alex. You can continue to leave us feedback on our Facebook, on our Twitter, on our Instagram. Send us those messages. Let us know what you think of these apps. Matt. Yeah, buddy. You kind of uh, you kind of spoiled this a little bit earlier, but... Everyone was wanting to know, what are your top 25 websites? Oh, well, you know. We've been slowly revealing them over the past couple of weeks. Right. Like, I believe we Um, talked about Maxim. We did talk about Maxim recently. Maxim.com, one of your favorite websites. And you've been talking about it literally all episode now because it's one of your favorites. How did you become such a Bing head over at Bing.com? Oh, you know I love a good Bing. Um, Yeah. It was the, you know, if you didn't know... Uh, side talk NYC. Uh, they they say Bing Bong, and I was like, oh yeah, Bing, my favorite website. 
one of my top right, 25. Yeah. Right. And then anytime someone comes to your house and they ring the doorbell. It goes bing, it goes bong. bing bong. And I'm like, ah, and you're like, my favorite, webs- ah, my favorite website. One of my favorite websites. Yeah, top 25. One of, you, one of your favorite. One of your top uh, 25. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it's true. You use this site. You use it for searching for Screen savers. Yeah. Okay. You also use it to search for- Screen savers. Um, Strictly screensaver. It is my screensaver search engine. Okay, Matt. So you're still using screensavers in 2020. Correct. Got to. Okay. Don't want that burning. Okay. okay. Oh yeah. So All you, of my are screens you... are plasmas. By the way, forgot oh, to mention. Well, that would explain that. Okay. Yeah. Um, are you the type of guy that's gonna get something like a bouncing cube, maybe a cube that's morphine, or are you like, do you like to put like a sentence that runs across it, like? Oh, I mean, these are all great. I, mean, I love a good read and weep. I'm mm-hmm. a big fan. Brick Maze. Brick Maze. What a screensaver. Ooh. Oh, Brick Maze. The Brick Maze days, you know? When it would just pop up and you'd be like, you know what? This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. So we walked away. What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm watching the Brick Maze screensaver. Leave me the fuck alone. I'm living my life. That's what I'm doing. Can you just. That door? Uh, That door was shut last I checked. And now it's open. And you're disturbing me and my Brick screensaver. Brick Maze. Prick maze. So uh, make sure so bing, make sure you bing those screensavers for yourself. It's a great site. Great site for those. Thank you for letting us know a little bit more about you, Matt. Oh, always. I'm an open book with very little there it writing. Is. <laughs> and Matt, it's a, it's a wonderful way to close any episode of Roach Coach with Andrew Wolf's Roach Recommendations Part 2. Roach Recommendations. From the Wolf. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. He, he got a new bumper. He got a new bumper he this did. episode. He got. He, he did. I love it. I love it. And the, and your howl strong as ever. Thank you, Matt. We've heard some incredible stuff so far on this list. We've heard from Conform. We've heard from Lordus. We've heard from Darknet, Buried Crosses. We've heard from Dead Crown. This week, who are we hearing from this week? This week, we're going to hear from a band called Dealer. And the name of this song is Blade in a Bullet Wound, which is a fucking badass name for a song. Incredible. Here we go. I think they went. Matt, how we gotta fucking jam this song with everything we got. I mean, it's not just a blade and a bullet wound. I mean, they're shoving anything they can get in this wound, man. Chainsaws, grenades, landmines, everything's going in this bullet wound. It's it, it, they're making it fit. They're making it fit. Yes, they are. It's a real ripper, but it's it is it is a little busy. <laughs> it, there's a lot going on in that track. 
I was like, what is happening? And then, like, it has a tempo change. It's almost like somebody grabbed the BPM knob and was like, yeah, let's take this up a little bit. And then uh, this is too slow. This is too too slow. Let's just fucking kick it in the ass, boys. Get a little bit more BPM. A little wild. A little wild. Not. I'm not gonna lie. Not my favorite so far, but not bad. But it's. Um. I mean, the thing is, does it just opens a door? It just opens a door. It's just broadening that musical palette. Absolutely. Absolutely. Andrew Wolf, thank you for giving us uh, another recommendation. A little bit of chaos this week with that one. Much appreciated. And um, there's still plenty, plenty of uh, songs to go on this list. So do not worry, you little butts. And uh, that does bring us, though, to the end of another episode of Roach Coach. Woo! Thank you so much for listening. Cape on saying hello online, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're on all of those. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash roachcoachpodcast. So much to have happen. The Bloodhound three pound pound is coming. Stay tuned for updates. It's coming. And um, more uh, more albums that Jenny has handpicked for the Buy Babe series. There's just a lot going on this summer, you guys, and we're glad that you're along for the ride with us. So until next time, Matt, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Jenny, Jenny thank you. you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.